You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, I hope you're doing okay. As many of you received the call to return to the workplace full time, whilst many more are finding out that your employers may demand much more loyalty from you just to keep your job. And that leads us to the topic of this week's podcast, which focuses on what to do if your boss asks you to do something unethical to keep your job. Now, you might think that there isn't a need for this topic. However, you'd be wrong. In July 2020, a man was arrested in Solihull for a suspected half a million pound furlough fraud. And every year, there are thousands of public interest disclosure cases, more commonly known as whistleblowing cases, where people have been sacked for reporting wrongdoing at their workplace. So this particular topic is in two parts. This week, I'm dealing with unethical conduct. But in next week's podcast, we're going to be looking at whistleblowing in more detail because whistleblowing is on the increase and there are more protections in employment law for whistleblowing than there appears to be for just general unethical conduct. So this week, we're focusing on more subtle and lower level unethical expectations of workers and how you deal with that. Now, when thinking about lower level unethical expectations of you, it may be that your employer asks you to mislead a customer or maybe you're told to lie to a client or take a shortcut you know would produce an inferior product or As in the case of Grenfell, you're asked to bump up the price of a product to give the impression that the product is more expensive than it actually is, so your company can pocket the difference. Now, that is being treated as unethical conduct, because if it were anything else, then we would likely see some prosecutions for that, and we haven't seen that yet. So, as people go back to work after furlough, there is an increase in expectations that employees will play along with bad employers who are prepared to break the rules in their businesses with what they call little white lies. If you're a worker facing this with a boss who puts you in a situation that compromises your ethics, then In real terms, there aren't a lot of options open to you to challenge this behaviour. And what options there are aren't particularly great because there's a big difference between unethical behaviour and behaviour which warrants a public interest disclosure. And as I've said before, public interest disclosures or whistleblowing is backed by the full force of the law. That said, 
even with the lesser option of unethical behaviour, you could find yourself still caught between a rock and a hard place. Go along with unethical behaviour and you become complicit and maybe even seen as being as bad as your employer. And the thing is, once you've crossed that line, you can't go back and your employer knows this and may continue to use the crossing of that line against you or as leverage to get you to continue with that unethical practice. But then the other side of the coin is that if you report that unethical behaviour higher up the management chain or outside the organisation, you could face retaliation that might even cost you your job or see you barred as an undesirable in the industry. But it is possible to raise your concerns without harming your job and without harming your status all your relationships at work. And here are some options you can consider before thinking about making that complaint. Firstly, you should make sure you understand what exactly your boss is asking you to do by ruling out any misinterpretation or misunderstandings. You do this by explaining why the request makes you feel uneasy And if you can cite any specific company policies to support your position, then you should do this. You could also say to your employer that you've asked me to do this, but if I did this, it would violate this particular policy that we have. And you're not asking me to do that, are you? If it's the case that your boss hadn't considered that his request or her request was unethical, then citing specific reasons for your objections and pulling out a policy which clearly states that what you're being asked to do isn't the right way to do things could help to smooth things out and present you with an opportunity to find an alternative solution that is easier for you to manage. Now, it's fair to say, though, that lots of workers have tried this approach and come unstuck, with their bosses often trying to remind them about who's the boss, which is code for don't think, just follow instructions. And so if it's crystal clear that your boss is expecting that unethical conduct from you, or if you don't feel comfortable discussing it with your boss at all, then the second thing you can do depends on the resources in your company. In large organisations, it might be easier to raise a formal complaint and have someone else speak to your boss about your concerns, just as it might be easier to raise a formal complaint about the treatment you're receiving at work. And you do that by following your company's grievance procedures. And there are several episodes where I've talked about how to use those procedures. But let's not be under any illusions here. Research shows that when workers in these positions do complain, they might come up against management structures that are actually happy with the unethical practice, particularly if the company is benefiting financially from that practice. And where this happens, the employer is more likely to try and sweep your concerns under the carpet. 
The third thing you can do in the face of this conduct is that you could decide to go it alone and refuse to behave in an unethical way. But in doing this, research completed in 2016 says that as many as 53% of workers can expect to face retaliation from their employer for not following unethical instructions. And some of that retaliation can be subtle, such as not inviting you to specific meetings or staff outings, or receiving deliberately poor evaluations and appraisals, and worse still, even being passed over for a promotion, or as I said earlier, barred from working in a particular industry because your employer is in a loop and talks to other people to prevent you from being able to move to another job. And the sad thing about this particular situation is that when workers who had made complaints were surveyed, many who faced this kind of cold shoulder treatment said that if they could go back in time, they would not have raised the concern at all because the cost to them had been too high. And when asked what they would have done instead, a significant proportion of workers said they would have just left the job and tried to find another job. So what kind of behaviours have workers tied up in knots about unethical practice at work? Well, There's deliberate deception in the workplace, which can include taking credit for work done by someone else, or there's sabotaging the work of another person, or there's misrepresenting work in products or services to get a particular sale. Then there's using a person's trust to undermine their rights and their security at work. Then there's the boss who suggests you inflate your knowledge and skills and your experience to impress a client so you can close a sale. In all these examples, research shows that employees lie due to the fear of their employer and then suffer ailments that impact on their performance because of a kind of PTSD which is like a recurring thought about what they have done, which doesn't give them any peace. And every time they think about what they were instructed to do and what they then went on to do, they relive that experience and become unsettled, both about what they've done and also about what else they will be asked to do in the future. What the research shows is that unethical practice has workers feeling nervous, with many reporting that they wish they had not seen certain things at work, but also being concerned about how much they will be impacted by the things they've been made to do and also by the things their colleagues have been made to do. These behaviours and the kinds of behaviours discussed earlier typify unethical conduct. It's a little bit fluid and sometimes it's difficult to put your finger on what's actually going on and that always makes it difficult to prove. And if you're exposed to it, you have a decision to make about whether you feel there is enough of the malpractice for you to raise the conduct as a complaint. And if you do, then we're talking about a grievance here. Now, as usual, if this is you 
and this is your experience, then there are grievance templates at the end of the show notes for this podcast. All you need to do is to scroll down to the see more button, press that button or the link and you'll see the links for the templates which are already set out for you to be able to write your grievance. Once you've submitted that grievance, the employer must investigate your grievance in a satisfactory manner. Now, as I've said, this part of the two-part podcast deals with unethical conduct. Next week, we're going to look at whistleblowing because whistleblowing is a form of complaint which is a step up in terms of employment law and there are many more protections available to you if you raise your concern as a public interest disclosure. And that's it for this week. If the information in the podcast resonates for you, remember to let others know that we're here by sharing our content and leaving us a review about the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening. For now, we'll be here next week where we'll be picking up the issues on whistleblowing. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.